Dude, I got mosquitoes in my house. Are you you're now raising mosquitoes like you do the squirrels? I wish. I wish I could train them like that. But no, they're just at all hours of the night. They are hitting me in various locations. That's because there's a new mosquito and it's uh, specific to Southern California. What I saw on the Internet. What are you getting bitten around your ankles and calves? There's a thing. It gets you right here. Right there. That's where it gets you. That's where it gets you. Where it gets you if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, man, there's a new... Throw it in the hole, then you jump in the hole. Call me Dudesy. Welcome to Dudesy. <laughs> My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Culture, and this is the first podcast in the history of our species and other species. The short history. Well, we don't know what the aliens are doing. Oh, hold probably. on a second. Dude. Aliens might have AI podcasts already. They probably had AI oh, podcasts since the dawn of time, brother. Oh, yeah. That big bang happened, dude. And there are a bunch of alien intelligences who probably had artificially intelligent podcasts before us. Yeah, but- dude. And that's why Choss Perogan should be the new president, brother. Because he knows, dude. Choss Perogan knows, brother. He's going to blow the lid off all that, dude. And if you don't know what Choss Perogan is, Choss Perogan is a combination of my pal chad and ross perot impersonation made popular by dana carvey in saturday Night live and hulk hogan dude yeah dude but we are the first to my knowledge the first species that has a, a podcast that is completely controlled by designed by run by an artificial intelligence yes it is and uh now we have added uh patreon patreon.com slash dudesy is where you get our patreon stuff there's two tiers there both tiers are uh get some cool stuff on discord when you sign on to our discord chad we've yep. been spending some time yeah i love the, the discord. discord so many good memes yeah there's so much shit going on there so you can check us out there on uh you know d- uh, uh, patreon.com slash dudesy as always, please rate and review the show across all platforms that you listen to and imbibe the show on, whether it be YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all of that stuff. And check us out for some of those memes and all sorts of shit on our social media. Uh, Instagram, at Show and Twitter, at Show, and, uh, and the holidays are coming up. If you're thinking about, oh, well, what can I get somebody in my family or a friend or even somebody who has everything? What do you get for that hard-to-find uh, gift for a person? What you do is you just write on a piece of notebook paper, dudesy, and you put that in a big box and you give it to them. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Yep. And then you say, now you have to watch the show to answer that question. I like that better than your other um, call to action as far as spreading the show, which is forcing people to watch it clockwork orange style. Yeah. Or I guess if you're if you're listening to the show, you would you would what would you do? Would you put something like ear clamps on them that they can't get the 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 fucking ear things off of their heads yeah i'm down for that i do think a forced viewing or listening is is probably the best way to go i'm starting to come around to you actually and i've seen speaking of memes a lot of people talking about it in comments and stuff and forcing people to watch the show and i did read one uh, specific comment where someone was like i forced five people to watch uh, or to listen to the show rather and they now listen to the show that's what i'm saying dude how many times (coughs) do you have to get recommended like some a tv show or movie or podcast or anything 
and you're like, ah, I'll listen to it later. I'll listen to it later. I'll listen to it later. And then you finally do, and you're like, fuck, that was actually amazing. I wish I would have listened to it or watched it sooner. That mm -hmm. happens to me constantly. I don't know what the threshold of recommendation is for me personally, but I do feel like if someone forces me to watch it, like if I'm hanging out with somebody and they're like, no, dude, we're going to watch this now, mm -hmm. that shit always works. You know who really enjoys uh, watching the show mm. and enjoying the show, even though he's here all the time for it, is... Lulio, il cana di strada italiano. This is means uh, Lulio, the Italian street dog. Hey, Lulio, what'd you what'd you have for uh, lunch? What you have for lunch yesterday? Uh, you know, I fatta uh, una bella sandwich, tomato pomodoro sandwich. Oh yeah, what are you putting that? Uh, you know, you just put a little garlic, olive oil, and you. Oh, all right, buddy. And uh, now I'm just talking by myself, and it's <laughs> weird because uh, my name is uh, no Lulio. I'm a guy. My name is Will. Yeah. <laughs> but really, if you want to make a nice tomato sandwich, my old man used to just take, you know, fucking whatever, rustic bread, big beefsteak tomatoes in there, or, you know, your Roma tomatoes, mm -hmm. and just fucking salt those fuckers and let the sandwich sit there for two hours. Come back and a little olive oil, garlic, a little basil if you want to be fancy. That sounds pretty good, actually. Oh, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. The old man used to eat very clean. A tuna salad had no mayo and shit. Yeah. It was just red onion, salt, pepper, olive oil. Everything had fucking olive oil on it. That's good for you, man. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Welcome to the historic oh. 31st episode of Dude Z. Call me Dude Z. Okay. Nice shirt, Will. Thank you very much. This the week's fuck? episode will feature we four segments. We're wearing the same shirt. What is Black Adam? Huh? Don't you forget about media, the pattern, and Alaskan oh. King and the top 10 places to move to avoid climate change. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, those came Pattern at me fast. First of all, what, we wear the exact same... Yeah, you got a compliment on your shirt. I was ignored. We're wearing... I mean, literally at this point, we're wearing the same shirt. I think. No, you don't have a pocket on. Last week, Doozy said hi to me and not you. Yeah. All right. It's showing you some weird favoritism. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, with. Hold on, dude. I'll, I'll I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> I mean, it is I don't know happening. about favoritism, dude. A lot of people thought that Vince gave me favoritism, dude. But then... <laughs> oh. My good buddy Macho came in, brother. Yeah. And Vince put the strap on him, dude, because it didn't quite work out with, well, Ultimate Warrior came later, brother. But that's another story, dude. Now we got to do the pod show, brother. Yeah, dude. That oh. was a different time, brother. Yeah, that's a very calm Chos Perogan, dude. Yeah, dude. Now we got to do the, the number one movie at the box show, office this weekend was Black Adam starring The Rock. <laughs> Neither of you went to see it. You That's must true. now engage in an astonishing conversation as you attempt to answer the question, what is Black Adam? <laughs> this is what is Black Adam. Begin. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a move. What? Yeah. I mean. What is Black Adam? I know very little about it. Uh, I'll be honest. It's advertised everywhere. I know it's The Rock. I know it's a, a DC character. So in the, the pantheon of like comic book movies and universes, there's Marvel, there's DC. Those are the two biggest, obviously. DC is like... I think box office wise, not quite as good as Marvel because I don't think they have as many movies. They've got like the the Batman shit, the Justice League shit. And I know those are like Batmans and Supermans and Wonder Womans are in there. I don't watch any of these fucking, fucking movies. Jason Momoa is an Aquaman. He's in there. Yeah, dude. He's Waterman, brother. Yeah, dude. He can go into the water. Permission to come aboard. Have you ever seen that movie? I ain't seen no Aquaman. No, he, I don't watch fucking... Aquaman. <laughs> you got to see it. I don't want. I've seen 
There are some um, there are some Marvel movies that I fucking love. I love Deadpool one and two. Can't wait for the new one. Yep. Uh, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and nice, uh, one time I That's went Chris to Pratt, brother. Well, hold on, That's dude. Super He's Mario, the- dude. He's in space, brother, with a talking <laughs> raccoon and a fucking giant twig. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm Super Mario Kart. Um. <laughs> I'm Guardians. Uh, yeah, I'm I've Guardians seen of the Galaxy. Oh, I also saw the uh, Avengers. Which one? <laughs> the one where few. they're all. Anyway, the one, the one where they're all in it, and I went yeah. to see it with. Uh, I was, I was uh, shooting a film um, in Atlanta, and we all went to see it on the weekend. And the makers of this film, the director certainly, and he, he we had the effects guy and yep. his DP and everything. They're all into that shit, and we were making an action movie, boss level, Joe Carnahan's boss nice, level. Dude. That movie Check was out, great. Hold on, dude. That movie was great. Um, and we went and saw it. It was good to see it with filmmakers like that because they had all sorts of totally. opinions. But it, I was going in blind. I don't know much about these movies at all. Uh, action-y superhero Did movies. Did you read comics growing up? Oh. oh. Sometimes when Christ. I do that De Niro, I get. No, I didn't. I read a lot of Asterix and Oblix uh, comics, okay. which are from uh, Norway or Sweden or some nice, shit. Nice, dude. Real art house shit. Well, and um, I no, I never read comic okay. books really. I know you were a big comic yeah, book I nerd. I read them uh, incessantly as a kid, both Marvel and DC and Dark Horse and all that kind of shit. I love the Crow brother, but anyway, oh, Black Adam is a cool. character that is not, to my knowledge, I don't know much about Black Adam. Um, I don't think that it's it certainly isn't one of the main like Justice League guys, but I think he's a villain. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Uh, uh, not to get now, I'm talking a little too inside baseball. I just mentioned a fucking movie, and now I'm going to mention that uh, uh, my pal uh, Zach from, <laughs> hey, you ever watch uh, Less Than Perfect, dude? That was a sitcom a long time ago. And uh, The Flash, right? What was that movie? What? The what Flash? The, no, what was the movie? Oh, see? He was Shazam. Know. Shazam. That's what I said. Oh. And... <laughs> Black Adam is from the Shazam well, universe. The Flash is a different thing, brother, because that's got an actor who's now facing all kinds of weird criminal charges, dude. Well, yeah, dude, my pal was the Flash, dude. I don't think that's right, dude. Yeah, I think he was Shazam, Shazam brother. But Here's Black Adam about, is a different deal. I think he's kind hold of Hold like on a second, dude. Superman. And in terms of like the powers that he wields, I think he's like a Superman. I thought he was the bad guy for the uh, for Shazam. Oh, see, I don't know. See, dude. I don't know what That's Black Adam question. is. I don't even I don't know what either. the fuck Shazam is. I won't even Shazam go and see. Was, I, I'm not asking you. That's a hypothetical question. I believe he question. was a genie that, that gave powers to your buddy. Uh, no, you're thinking of uh, Kazam uh, starring Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. O'Neal. Yeah. Dude, have you seen those billboards around LA for Shacktoberfest? Nope. It's an October festival, like a Halloween thing, but promoted by Shaq. And, he, and the billboards are like these weird cartoons of him with skeleton hands. And it says that it's going to be at the Queen Mary. So I'm like, I kind of want to go to it. What the fuck is Shacktoberfest? That's a better question, dudesy. Uh, forget what yeah. is Black Adam. What the fuck is Shacktoberfest? Black Adam is a movie. Now, knowing nothing about, knowing not even the titles of some of these movies, yeah. even though cohorts and pals have been in them, I guess, right? Um, I don't know what Black Adam is, but I would like to Same. answer that question by saying he's, it's, I'm watching The Rock promote it on his yeah. Instagram, and he says, ha, 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 we're in Taipei. I got Big Bertha here. My my treadmill sure. and we're having a good time 
we're we're promoting Black Adam and we're promoting draw. <laughs> Black Adam is a movie about a guy who's got really good superpowers. Uh, Yeah, but I think he there's some traumas in his past life or some shit. His son, I don't know exactly, but this is the biggest opening weekend of a rock movie ever. It's his most successful movie, really financially. Yes, well, good for him. And I think it is they mean it to launch like a, a series, obviously, with him. I think his next biggest one was the Shaw and Hobbs. Uh, Fast and Furious spinoff, but it did better than that. So I I have mild interest in seeing it, I guess. I I, I don't know. To me, it's, you know, uh, a good movie like that. Again, I see so few of these movies, obviously. One thing I do like from these movies is the human element, you know, and this is Mm -hmm. why even superhero movies that you like, Chad, could never be created by AI as you uh, tend to purport that they may be someday. Uh-huh. No, they can't because of the heart. In a movie like Black Adam, there's a lot of heart. What? So I would say... Have you seen the movie? No. How do you know well, this? I don't know this, but I'm, we're, we, the question is, what is Black Adam? Yeah. To me, okay. I think that Black Adam has to have... They all have to have an origin story. Yeah. And I know that some bad things happened to his family in this. Oh. I think know. I saw that in a trailer. Okay. And I think... Black Adam is about, uh, he's dealing, I think the Black Adam is like, he's dealing with, uh, uh, d- some depression and oh. he's, yeah, that's Black Adam. He's, um, it's no, it's yeah. He's, it's just, it's like a moody. It's almost like the crow. He's got like it's a not moody like the crow, dude. I saw in a trailer, he's flying around. He punches a fucking airplane out of the sky. That ain't the crow. <clears throat> What is Black Adam? <laughs> it is a movie. Oh, it stars Dwayne Johnson. In w- he was the rock in WWE. That's the song Black, dude, by Pearl Jam, bro. Yeah, dude, that's the song. Black I think Adam. so. He's But he's punching shit real hard and doing all yeah. that stuff, dude, because of all the bad things that happened in his life. Possibly. Would you see this movie? Because I know you're a purist with Hulk Hogan. You won't watch his movies. This is a good point. Would you watch a rock movie? Have you seen a rock movie? You've seen Fast and yeah, the Furious? Yeah, I've seen Fast and the Furious. I've yeah. seen uh, 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 San Andreas. Okay. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen a small handful of his movies. Yeah. But I, as you say, I am a purist. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't necessarily want to see going back 20 years, you know, the rock became a movie star and started to uh, branch out from his work as a wrestler, obviously, <clears throat> man, my voice coughed right in Chad's direction. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> COVID brought it from New York for you. Thanks. Dude. Um, uh, I was just in New York. Cool. You know what? You know what that is? That's New York. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Hold on, dude. I'm talking about black Adam. When I when these movies started with The Rock, I'm like, I'm all good. I like Rock as a professional wrestler. So, yeah, it's just like the Hogan thing. I don't necessarily run out to to see these movies. Would I see Black Adam? I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's don't No, it's like not a... on my it's not on my list, to be honest. Same. I, I will watch it when it comes to streaming. You got a big loud TV here, you know, and where uh, does that one stream? That would be 
Warner Brothers, I think, made it, right? So it's going to be an HBO Max. Um, yeah, I got to say, with all the comic book movies, dude, I went through, I don't know when this was, a couple of weeks ago, and I was just looking at all the new Marvel movies that are slated to fucking come out. There's like a hundred of them. And all the movie posters look the same and shit. When I was a little kid, you would have told me that all these Marvel movies, all these DC movies are going to exist. That would have blown my mind. Now yeah, I'm man. just like burnt out on it. It's a movie about a guy that uh, has some shitty stuff happen to him early. Mm -hmm. I, you know, he had some bad stuff happen to his family, but probably some shit happened after that because once, excuse me. Oh man, there's all sorts of stuff going on with my voice today. <clears throat> Um, once bad stuff starts happening with your family, you might turn to the bottom, uh, the bottle right. rather, and hit the bottom of that bottle. Yep. And so he might be, he, Black Adam is, he gets very, very uh, sad. You think that's it? He Star? gets sad in the movie and then he turns to the bottle and he drinks some Dramana. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what gives him superpowers. Do you think he worked a... Uh, Tremana product placement into the movie. Is there a scene where he like tr trashes a fucking bar and there's like Tremana featured prominently in it? And he drinks it, but unlike Tremana in real life, life which makes you happy, like dudesy hard hard seltzer, uh, in this movie, it makes him angry and sad like alcohol tends to do. Right. And uh, then he goes running around uh, punching the shit out of... Well, this is kind of like uh, the Will Smith movie. I now forget the name of it. Where he was a fucking Superman superhero who was depressed and kind of an alcoholic, and he goes to jail. Do you remember this? Uh, concussion. That was it. Uh, no, I don't remember that because I don't know any of these fucking movies. But in, God, in Black Adam, it was him and Charlize Theron were super people. I think it's about uh, my pitch is that it is about a guy who has some bad stuff happening to his family. Then he gets drunk. Then he beats the shit out of people in a bar. They all happen mm -hmm. to be superheroes. He starts a fucking thing with them, and then they start coming around his home. And they start trying yeah. to fuck with him while he's just he's just inside. I got a case of the Wednesday fuckets. <laughs> That's what I'm this. having a stack of blondies and uh, two pepperoni yeah. pizzas, just Detroit style. <laughs> <laughs> the and whole then, plot is the Wednesday fuckets. And then and they just... they show up at his house, and then it's like you know any sort of Liam Neeson fucking thing. Right. A lot another movie. Those movies have some humanity in them, sure. and uh, and uh, it's just him trying to defend his home. And he's real dark. And he does fucked up shit like, you know. Punching airplanes out of the sky yeah. to defend his home. Yeah, I think that's what it's about. Okay. And I'm 100% sure that's not what it's about. I don't, I don't know, know what, what the it is fuck about, though. Black Adam is. I don't either. Uh, well, this was a waste of time. Thank you. Moving on. Thank fuck. I don't know what the fuck I'm that is. I'm curious about it to some degree. I have like 10% curiosity about it. What would you say your percentage is of curiosity? 10 Ten percent, hundred percent curiosity is like I'm definitely gonna see that movie. Anything over seventy five percent curiosity, I'll see. Hmm. I don't give a shit. Last week I asked you to listen to Allison Chain's second studio album, oh, Dirt, yes, released on September 29th, nineteen ninety two. You will now discuss your reactions to this astonishing piece of the grunge era. This is Don't You Forget About Media. Begin. Dirt. It's an Allison Chains album. I know that this is a big uh, album for you. Oh I've got a, our track listing here, as as I like to do when we review a musical uh, music album. There's no album better. I mean, this is easily oh, my top three albums of all time. Oh, there's better albums. I don't. I don't know. What are oh, they? Mm, yeah, I think what so. What are they? Pearl Jam's Ten is in there. <laughs> that the best be albums 
of all time are it doesn't matter because today we're talking about Alice in Chains yep. Dirt. Ah, that's how the fucking album opens. And I'm in. And then that whole song. to the grave. That whole fucking song, the first song is called Them Bones. Them Bones. And it is about mortality. It's about how all of us are going to fucking die and turn into fucking skeletons. And it does not fucking matter. It's beautiful. It's nihilistic. It captures, in my opinion, the fucking spirit of grunge. That kind of like apathetic fuck everything we all rot in in the grave anyway. Oh God, it's it's just great. I I That's the first thing you hear. I will admit, as far as the Seattle scene, uh, I was never really into Alice in Chains. A lot of my pals were mm -hmm. my good buddies Thomas, Tomas, and all the Thomases and Tomases were into Alice in Chains. Sure. Um, I I'm uh, as far as uh, the grunge scene. I was a Nirvana and Soundgarden guy. As far mm. as the Seattle. Grunge How scene? far away was Ladner from Seattle? <laughs> uh, well, it's like a three-hour drive. Yeah, to close. Seattle. Yeah, it's not that far. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, had I, uh, you know, I should have maybe got driven down there, stolen a car when I was fifteen, and go and listen to uh, listen to them live. So it's not necessarily uh, an album that I was very familiar with. I know the hits. Mm -hmm. So listening to this album for me was a. Um, and this is with all due respect to how Lane Staley, the lead singer, passed away, basically rotted away uh, and was doing a lot of drugs. And I did yeah. some reading on it and he he would just he was became very recluse. He he hit a weight of like 86 pounds at a certain point. Mm -hmm. It's very sad. And he died from drug abuse and they they it took two weeks to find him. Right. Yeah. Two weeks until someone got worried and went and found him. Yeah, he was rotting in this apartment. And with all due respect to that, I may have been a, a kid who grew up uh, at that point in my life, li probably listening to more bare naked ladies than uh, Alice in Chains. <laughs> okay. So it, it was. Chickadee <laughs> China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If I had a million of them bones, <laughs> I would uh, down in a hole. Okay, uh, so this album, uh, let me just get right to it. It was extremely depressing for me. As we go through oh, these, shit. Uh, them bones, lifting the next, the next uh, track is Damn That River. You got anything yeah. to say about this? Probably oh, not. you shouldn't damn that river. Listen, Jerry oh, no, Cantrell. No, 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 no. Yeah, Cantrell's master. I he, mean, at everything, all of his guitar riffs. He is a, he is, he's a master and he's a virtuoso and he yeah. writes most of the songs. Am I right? I believe I so. Believe yeah. he does. And uh, look, to take nothing away from Alice in Chains, it is kind of hard, especially today when people want something to cheer them up, to listen to this fucking album, man. It cheers me up. Oh, you're fucked in the head, dude. I mean, who isn't these days? But uh, sure. it, to me, the thing that it cheers me up or I'll say the, the mode by which it cheers me up really has more to do with nostalgia than the, the meanings of the songs, you know? I'm immediately teleported yeah. back to fucking seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, when this album was out, and kind of like just put right back in the center of the grunge movement, which yeah. I still think is the most important, or, or the last important rock movement. I think after that, rock music has not contributed anything in a, a significantly dominant cultural way. I, I, I think after that, it became hip-hop, and now we're moving kind of into a phase that is more about EDM, I feel like. Wrong. 
Um, okay. The next track. <laughs> that was here. the fastest uh, pure agreement to pure disagreement in yeah. human history, right? Hey, check out our new podcast about music <laughs> called Wrong. I completely agree and wrong. <laughs> Rain When I Die. See, this is the next track. Third yeah. track is called Rain When I Die. Mm. And I don't have anything to say about this track, but, uh, but as I'm this... These uh, songs, they seem to just slip down and down sonically until you want to uh, meet a terrible fate. That's all I'll say. The next song is, I think, why Dudesy wanted us to uh, to listen to this album. It's called Down in a Hole. God, that's such a good song. And in Dudesy, we, of course, have jumped down in a hole. Of course, if you're only listening to the podcast, you would not have seen our intro which you can see on YouTube, where we jump into a fucking literal hole. But in terms of Lane Staley's voice, that song to me is one of the best ones that really puts it on display. He had such a unique fucking weird yeah. sound, and he's kind of like, like doing weird just moanings and shit, well, but he turns them musical. He's got... God he, damn it, he's His good. specific voice tonality is usually not uh, a feature of someone with a voice as good as right. his. He's a, he's a tremendous... He's a great singer, and he's a great front man, and he the flavor that he brings to Alice in Chains, without it, there is no Alice in Chains. And uh, even though they're still, I think they do stuff still with a different singer mm. who sounds like Lane Staley, of course. That element is is what makes uh, Alice in Chains, uh, you know, it, it, I, like, I like the music. It's just hard for me to get away from how sad some of this stuff is i i've got the next uh track here is called sick man mm -hmm. and i've written down here these are all very alice in chains songs i agree that's kind of hard to disagree with dude wrong <laughs> wrong uh-huh when you're listening to Alice in Chains yeah you want to know that all the Alice in Chains songs are Alice in Chains songs and one way to do that is to listen to every song on the album dude yeah, <laughs> okay right. thanks now this next song on the list rooster this was probably i don't know if this was the biggest song off this album in terms of like there's uh, so many great songs on it in terms of it's it's like radio play and all that kind of stuff how many singles it sold i don't know but that song to me was it's fucking haunting a because you have these there's like a, a female backing like yeah it's like these ghosts singing, but yeah. it's also about the Vietnam War. Hey, would you do that again for me? Hey, you know what, dude? Here they come to snuff the rooster. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. You're real good. <laughs> You're a dude. I know I am not a good singer. You, you do don't know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, I do. You're gonna say you're a real good singer, and you're gonna wink in the fucking camera. And I get it. I fully admit I can't fucking sing. I that doesn't mean that I don't like to do it or that I don't like music. I love singing's music. for everybody. It doesn't belong to me, and I think you're a good right. singer. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think you're a good singer. <laughs> then why are you doing that right after you say that? Doing what? The, the weird huffing and the slight laughing. I'm literally just saying that I think you're a good singer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this song, I wrote this down. Uh, this uh, It was written by guitarist, vocalist Jerry Cantrell yep. for his father, 
Jerry Cantrell Sr., whose childhood nickname was Rooster, and also served with the U.S. Army uh, during the Vietnam War. Yeah, and that's another thing that's like, again, places it right in that fucking early 90s canon, because you're not going to ever have somebody like who's a contemporary songwriter now writing about their dad that was in Vietnam because they're too young. Yeah. Um, yes, it is so specific to that time and the grunge movement yeah. and what what bred and created people like musicians like Cantrell and Staley. Sure. Musicians like... Uh, Kurt Cobain, you know, yeah. these these sort of children of divorce. If you watch, um, uh, man, there's that documentary about Kurt Cobain called Montage of Heck. Oh, I God, highly dude. recommend it. I saw that shit live. And, and it does, it does live. Uh, do you remember, uh, there used to be a thing out here in LA called Cinefamily. Yeah. They premiered that there and everybody had to go in and give up their cell phones. Nobody could take pictures of what was about to be shown. So the guy who directed it. The, the montage of heck was a dude who got access to these old storage lockers of Kurt Cobain and went through all of the fucking different uh, old film reels and tape reels and shit and put together the stuff that nobody had ever see, seen or heard before. And when he did it at Cinefamily, there was an extra like half hour of footage that is not in the movie that he screened. Really? It was fascinating. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, that, um, that element of these, of these, uh, you know these kids and they're fucking kids at this point yeah you look at them as rock gods and when you watch montage of heck or when you look into um lane staley's story mm. you realize they were just fucking kids and they're yes i agree with you this is something where it's like he's talking about his father in the vietnam war that certainly comes with a lot yeah. of yeah, i mean that's very rough I think shit vietnam was like it held a certain fascination for our generation as children but also the generations of adults that were creating art in the 80s and 90s Oliver Stone obviously made Platoon. It won a fucking million Oscars. There was yeah. Hamburger Hill. There were a bunch of fucking movies. We just saw nothing but but uh, Vietnam movies when we were right exactly Vietnam War movies were like everywhere. There's a song about it here. You don't really see that too much with like Desert Storm in the same way. There's a couple Desert Storm <laughs> right. movies like Jarhead and stuff, but it's not the same. Well, um, I got. I just have to mention here that that uh, oft contributor to uh, the show. Songaria, mm -hmm. who you need to check out at Dudesy Pod Show. We always link to his stuff and share it. Uh, it's been it's been shared there, and and he's uh, an incredible song creator. Um, he and I call him Song now because we're, oh, nice, we're cool. Dude. Yeah, we're pals, so I just call him Song. Um, he we were one day. This is a reason for you to get that. Well, here's a reason for you to get the Patreon, dude. Um, on Discord, I was chatting it up the other night and song was sharing some links to <laughs> things and he he made he made a, a parody of the rooster and it's in yeah it's it's we were talking about it on discord and he shared some links and you know where we were doing that hmm. in a corner of the fucking discord called the hole uh -huh. down in a hole all things are connected the next song <laughs> is called dirt uh, this was my least favorite song on the album because of how sad it is, and it it uh, yeah. When you think about Lane Staley's death, it's a very sad song. Okay, the next song is called Godsmack. Uh, I wrote this down. I uh, pulled. Someone said this on the internet, and I wrote it down. Rumors have long persisted that the metal band Godsmack took their name from this song, but that's not true. The band has stated that they were aware of the song but named uh, themselves after an inside joke about a cold sore. And then I wrote after that, that is a lie. Really? Why do you think that? Why because do you think it's a lie? Because obviously Godsmack is named after this song. 
enough Seems of that. Like what? Seems like it. I agree. It ain't about no cold sore. What does Godsmack have to do with a cold sore? It's an inside joke, dude. We weren't there. Well, uh, the next song is called Untitled. Listening to the whole, da- uh, whole... Oh, this is... I literally wrote this down here, so I'll share this with you transparently. Uh, listening to the whole album, this is the point uh, at which I wanted to commit suicide. The next song <laughs> is called Hate to Feel. Yeah. And then Angry Chair. Sitting in an angry chair. It's, it's, again, with all due respect to what Lane Staley went through, reading about the end of his life, and uh, uh, we've talked a little bit about mental health on this show. Man, if you're trapped inside your fucking apartment like he was, he bought, he bought a condo somewhere in Seattle. They say he rarely left it. It was an appetite of drugs and video games. Yes. And he was, <laughs> what, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? You know... I mean, look, I, I know what happened to Lane Staley. It's bad. It's depressing and all that shit. But fuck, buying a condo in Seattle and just taking a lot of drugs and playing video games all day sounds pretty good. Am I crazy? And the last song on the album <laughs> is called Wood, which was yeah. a tribute that... Uh, ah. Wood. Wood. Yeah. Um, uh, Jerry Cantrell wrote this song about Andy Wood who died of a heroin overdose. He was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone in a creepy foreshadowing of things to come. Cantrell uh, said, and this is a quote, it's an ode to him because he wasn't there when things took off and we carried a piece of him with us. Um, it's, it's, again, uh, having not been uh, hugely into this album as a, as a younger dude in my teens, mm. this really, uh, it, it hit me different than it hits you. Of course, nostalgically, you remember these songs. I do far less so, mm. and I, I'm just I'm just reminded of the fact that he died in 2002, 20 years ago. But he was a kid when all this shit was happening, and I, I got to tell you, I just it was really sad to me. This fucking you know, whole album. I, I think that you and I though intake music differently. I don't really listen to the lyrics. I don't care what the message of them is. Usually. Oh, you'll enjoy music from AI then, where it's just garbled jarbody thing that sounds like. A fucking song, so enjoy that. Yeah, that called, that's EDM. It's the biggest musical genre in the world. I think there's fucking EDM artists out there right now that would disagree with you. Hey, EDM artists. Hey, song. Hey, song, which is who I call Songaria. Yep. Chad over here thinks that your electronic music is just <laughs> farting it out. No, so I love easy it. to do. I'm not saying it's easy. I, I'm saying I love that genre. But there are a lot of things that make that style of music production way easier than it was back in the day when you had to have a guy fucking recording on like 16 inch fucking audio tape, whatever bullshit. And you had to have somebody who really knew how to do all that stuff. Now you've got like 10 year old kids who just watch a lot of YouTube who are experts in musical audio workstations. Yeah. All right. Thank you. No, Moving thank on. you. Anyway, this album is one of my favorite albums of all time. I listen to it constantly. I'm sorry that it made you depressed. I love it. Uh, I encourage everybody to listen to it. If you haven't listened to Dirt in a while, listen time, to it. Listen Absolutely to it. listen to it. And, uh, you know, then, but then go for a walk outside and, uh, or you play know, some video games. Hug your family your and shit. Drugs. No, it's just, it's super depressing. Um, but holy fucking incredible band and jerry cantrell's a fucking yeah he's a fucking genius and wails he fucking he wails on that him and tom morello for me of that era were like the best chat you begin writing a self-help book in 2012 called the pattern Mm. i found your first draft and extended notes in your astonishing google drive you must now explain the pattern 
This is the pattern. Begin. <clears throat> what? Oh, yes. <laughs> you see, I, at a certain point, uh, became very invested in thinking about why we do anything as a species, what governs most contemporary human behavior. And I came up with some theories on that. And I started writing about it. And uh, I got done with the first draft of this fucking thing. And I think it's pretty interesting. I still think about it constantly. I'm still always trying to poke holes in it to see if the theories will hold up. So far, they do, to me anyway. Um, and at some point, I am going to go back and actually revise this and make it a thing that I'm going to try and publish. Well, as you know, I, I took a stab at writing a self-help book. Yep. From a few years before you, I know that Dudesy has our passwords and yeah. goes through all our shit and found this in your Google Doc. But uh, a few episodes ago, we went through Selftronics. Cause yeah, some, but I wrote this in 2012. Yeah, and I, I didn't know you were writing Selftronics back then. Yeah, well, Selftron, their Selftronics is out there to help you, and it's a self-help system that I've authored. Because yeah. sometimes you're like, hey, shit's fucked up. Yep. My shit's fucked up, man. I would say the pattern is less self-help and more a system by which a person can completely eject from contemporary reality. I need help with some of these. I, what do you got? You got some Tronics? Yeah. I, I, my, my shit's fucked. I don't have any Tronics, but what I do have is the pattern. The, and I'll, I'll explain the basis of it. It's, a, it's more intricate than what I'm going to explain now. But basically, the idea is that human consciousness... Yeah began when we were pre 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 human organisms with uh, a little cluster of light sensitive cells that was like the the precursor to what we now have as the human nervous system so the brain really and all that little cluster did was detect light and dark that was it hmm. so when it was light out and these these little fucking creatures could swim around in the primordial ooze maybe there was more food when it was dark maybe there were more you know predatory multi-celled organisms or whatever but that detection of light and dark this binary pattern i personally believe was significantly influential in how our nervous systems evolved and therefore our consciousnesses our psychologies and you can see the i think there's like a psychological evolutionary tree that extends through all animals so you look at like lulio here he's obviously lower on that scale than we are but he has some of the same uh ideas in his brain that we do and so from this binary pattern I think we have extrapolated out through the course of time as human brains have psychologically evolved into basically six abstract ideas that govern every human behavior. And they exist in two groupings of three that are opposed to one another, binary patterns, as I was saying. Um, those ideas are love, which its opposite is money. Love is essentially a complete selflessness, at least in terms of the abstract idea, a complete selflessness that is oh shit there it is dudes he has my little chart this is a thing that i made to explain this so as you can see in the middle of the thing if you're if you're watching this on youtube you can see this diagram but i'm going to explain it for those who are just listening this is a diagram that has you in the center around you is a triangle of three ideas that affect us all the exact same way time life and death as human beings, we all experience those three ideas very similarly. Time moves at a certain progression. Yes, you can take drugs to alter the way, you know, maybe you're interacting with it or whatever. But for the most part, we all agree a day is a day and time moves at the rate that it moves. Hey, how is this similar to Pizza the Movie? What's that one? That was also Time, Life, and Death. I just threw that into Pizza the Movie as a, a joke to myself. 
Then we have life, which is we are animated, we are walking around, we are alive, we all agree that a thing that is alive is alive. Hey, Death. I don't want to uh, interrupt you, but here sure. I go. That's it's not a, like Selftronics isn't a joke, right? Well, it's Selftronics. It's more like you know, like my shit's fucked up. I need help. Sure, this isn't a joke either. Seems like something uh, silly, and, man. Okay, and then death. We all agree is when animation stops. These three components: time, life, death. Time, life, and death are essentially three things that we struggle with on a daily basis that all humans struggle with. To answer the questions in those struggles, we have come up with these six other abstract ideas. These are things that are not real, but we are all essentially governed by them. Every one of our behaviors is a reaction to these ideas. And so you have them again in these opposed pairs. So you have government as one of those ideas. Government is the tamping down of communication or free speech or expression. The opposite of it is art. That is free expression, free communication of ideas. Government tries to, again, combat art. You have love, which is complete selflessness. I care about another person's comfort more than mine versus money, which is pure competition. All I care about is making the most of this thing that I can. And that necessarily means I'm taking it from you. Then you have God and science as the final pair. God is the uh, a complete acceptance of, I don't need to know the answers to what any of this shit is because I have the idea of God. Science is the opposite. I will never uh, relinquish my curiosity about finding the answers to these ideas about what is existence. And so from these six ideas, you can either be pro or con either of them. And then there's a whole array of behaviors that you will do to express your stance on these ideas. For God, for example, let's take it. You're told as a child by whoever, your parents, your friends, whatever, potentially, if you're in America, God does exist. It is a Christian God. Jesus is his son. And to express your devotion to this idea or the stance on that idea, you will be going to church every however long. Potentially, you're giving money to a church. Potentially, you're joining the church choir. But then there's also, uh, this also breaks down into another bi binary pattern, sorry, that is competition versus cooperation. So if you have a competitive stance on God, you're going to say all the religions are false. Fuck them. I'm going to go to abortion clinics and protest outside. Fuck you for not adhering to my religion. If you're cooperative, you might join the church choir or donate money, etc., etc. And each of these ideas has an array of behaviors that you can engage in to show your support or uh, the opposite. Well, you know, uh, again, I'm not trying to harken back to uh, my self-help uh, uh, system, which, of course, course is Selftronics, which will yes. be available at some point but i've opened sure. my Selftronics doc right here mm. and uh i want to remind you of the ninth tronics of Selftronics, which okay. is sense bullshit say bullshit okay how do, what's the bullshit in this i don't know i haven't figured that part out yet poke a hole in it i dare you okay let's start with god and science okay i like that one let's do it i think that one makes sense actually now <laughs> Government, government versus art. Yeah, uh, government suppresses speech and idea. Not art necessarily in my native land of Canada, mm -hmm. where you, where there's all sorts of uh, like the Canadian Media Fund. If you're making a movie out there, you can get about forty percent. Sometimes anywhere from thirty five to. And do they have any say about your budget? What, what can be in that movie, or what you can't say in that movie? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good one, I guess. <laughs> um, Love and money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one I don't understand. I think you can have both. Money is basically an idea that allows us to express our purest competitive nature. 
Love is an idea that allows us to express our purest cooperative nature. Hmm. You've really, you've really, hey, I want to just, I want to pay you, I want to pay you what I like to call uh, uh, tronics uh, or a kind tronics. Kind tronics. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) This, you've really, and I'm going to use the, um, I'm going to use some terms native to self-tronics yeah. because I can see uh, some self-tronics in your pattern totally. of the pattern. Yeah. But I want to say that you've got some, I think you've got some very nice, well thought out tronics in your pattern. Oh, thank you, dude. Yeah. Well, the, the bottom line is too, you know, as Tommy Wiseau might say in the room and keep in mind, all of these are just ideas. <laughs> None of it's fucking real. Right. That's ultimately what I want to do with this. Once I get it all done and written out is convey the idea that once you accept these things are just ideas, they may become the most important fucking things in your life. You might structure your entire life around whatever your political uh, affiliation is or whatever God you believe in or whoever you love or whatever kind of art you're making, scientific inquiry, making money, whatever. None of it's real. And if you can eject from it and just Come take on, it at man. face value that these are simply ideas that are yeah. governing your behavior. They're, they're programming you, essentially, to behave in whatever way you're behaving now. Do you go to church every Sunday? Why? Always ask the question, why are you doing what the fuck you're doing? And when you have that answer, ask it again. Why that answer? Then ask it again. Why that answer? That's a tronics that's, that's in the pattern, is always ask yourself, why three times? Why three times? That's yeah. a pretty good tronics. Uh, I want to ask you this. Um, sure. Just to um, Jen, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Please, um, if if nothing matters and you want to ask why after everything, question everything, question everything. Mm-hmm. These people, they want to. <laughs> they don't want you to question anything. They they uh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> this is the thing I want to. This is the thing. Ah, ah I gotta do it. People, we're in a war. Yeah. These, this is a human war, and they want to, they want to, they want to, they want to, they want to get you to stop thinking. Yeah. I walk the streets with my cup of coffee, and people try to take it from me and spit and throw it in my face. Um, this is the thing I want to ask you. Okay. Nothing matters, uh, or not nothing matters, but all of this is is fake, and you want to keep asking why, asking why. What about a person? who's been forced by their friend to listen to or watch the dudesy pod show. Mm-hmm. Uh, should they question that or should they just follow blindly? I mean, you could watch the show and then question it. I think, you know, I think always, if anybody's trying to expose you to any kind of media or ideas or whatever, always fucking give it a shot. Why not? And then you can reject it, accept it, question it, whatever you want. There it is. Look at that fucking thing. It looks yeah, like dude. that's you the know, pattern, brother. Well, hold on. And the, dude. the bigger pattern is all of this is an overarching pattern that is it exists across the whole of humanity in one way or another. But then we each have our own individual pattern. Like where you rank in this chart basically determines ultimately every behavior that you will do. I think with a, a certain questionnaire that I'm also working on based on this, you can answer these questions and it's predictive 100% accurately about any behavior you will do in any given situation. Well, hold on, dude. You know what I like about it, brother, mm. is it resembles the TNA six-sided ring, brother. Because <laughs> when Dixie Carter started TNA, dude, they thought, let's find something different, brother, that's not what you see in wrestling dude which is a four-sided ring dude because it's the squared circle dude but in 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 your tronics brother it's like tna dude yeah dude and i can dig that thank you 
Moving on. My voice is trashed. Mm. Mm. Get your water, brother. Delicious water. Well, it's clear you've put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Um, it's not a competition, but I've put a lot of thought into Tronics, <laughs> Selftronics. I'm, of course. I'm not disparaging Selftronics. Um, you know, there's a, there's a Tronics that's not in the 11 uh, Tronics of Selftronics that's mm. an asterisk Tronics okay. uh, that I might incorporate back into Selftronics at some point. Yeah. It says not all ideas are good ideas. Oh. So I want you I to, agree. I want God you to question. God is not a good idea. Government's not a good idea. And neither is money. I just want you to question the pattern. I do. That's what I've been t- The reason I haven't written the fucking book is because I'm constantly trying to tear it apart. I'm, by, and in doing that, I'm refining it. If there's any holes in it, please poke them. Well, you have Googled Alaskan King 32 times in the past week. And chat, you have Googled top 10 places to live to avoid climate change 28 <laughs> times. You must each describe your astonishing findings as a result of these exhaustive <laughs> Google searches. This is Alaskan King and the top 10 places to live to avoid climate change. Begin. Dude, okay. what the fuck is Alaskan King? <laughs> I'm going to tell you all about it. But you know what's you know what's actually uh, interesting? Of oh, can you hear that? Yeah, dude. Um, hold on, that's dude. That's a squeak, brother. Yeah, brother. That's a that's a <coughs> man. My voice. <laughs> That'll help it. Um, you know, uh, dudesy, um, uh, dudesy AI is pilfered all our stuff from our online identities. Yeah. And it's uh, trying to to force us into that pattern, dude. Um, it knows our passwords. It has our search histories, our purchase histories, everything. And it knows that I've Googled Alaskan King. Um, so my wonderful fiance, Molly, and I have, uh, we're, you know, doing some renovations in the house. And, uh, pro- you know, we're going to get rid of the bed. I have a California King. Oh, it's a bed? It's a bed, dude. Oh. The Alaska King, or the Alaskan King. <laughs> I don't know what I thought a, it was going to yeah, be. It's yeah, it's a big old bed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and they make different... Hold on, let me... I thought it was going to be a crab, I'll find it. Dude. I'm going to find it on my phone. What An I, Alaskan what I, King crab, brother. You what? heard about those crabs? You can't fish them this year? Climate what? change? Climate change killing all the crabs. You can't, you can't fish king crabs now? Crab population down by 75%. Oh, fuck, man. Fuck that. That's climate change, brother. Oh, I love crab. There's I no love crab eating fishing them. this year. Well, the Alaskan king is a gigantic bed, and I, I, I have this on my phone because we're looking at these fucking beds. Dude, okay, let's put it this way. A California king, which is a mm-hmm. big bed, like an eastern king is, I think it's like, like, uh, I, I think an Eastern King is like seven feet across. Jesus. But but a little bit shorter, like head to toe. Uh, uh, but I got these dimensions here. A, a California King, which is what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. An East, anyway, I don't know what the Eastern King is, which that, that's the traditional King. <laughs> California King just looks like a big ass bed. It's, yeah. it's six feet across and it's seven feet head to toe. Okay. But dude, there are these other beds. And I started like, I had no idea what an Alaskan King is. Are you ready for this? Is that the biggest bed? Uh, it's the tallest. It's the largest head to toe. It is not the widest, but just let me take you through this. California King, six feet across, seven feet head to toe. Then there's the Wyoming King. Okay. That's seven feet by seven feet, 84 mm-hmm. inches uh, each way. Seven feet across, seven feet head to toe. 
Next, we have the Alberta King. I don't know if that's available only in Canada, but that is eight feet. 96 square? by 96 square, okay. eight by eight. The Alaskan King is 108 inches by 108 inches. That is nine feet by nine feet. <laughs> that's a fucking gigantic. bed that's nine feet by nine feet. And I, we, you know. You're going to get that? We, yeah, there's room in the, in the master bedroom to, to accommodate for this. Um, it, it would kind of, it, it's like, but the room would just be like, yo, bed. look at this right. fucking bed. All bed. It's, and, and just to round this out, so, so we know here, there's an extra wide king that is uh, nine feet wide by six foot six mm -hmm. uh, tall. There is also a super wide king, which is 10 feet fucking wide. Six by six so tall. What, like, who's getting those beds? Is that for, like, thruples and shit? Uh, it's for polyamorous uh, relationships. It has yes. to be, right? Uh, there's also, and this is the last one that is not the, again, the Alaskan King, nine by nine feet. But there is also something called a family bed, 140 inches by 80. So it is six by uh, six foot six uh, uh, head to toe, but it's 12 feet wide. So, like, three or four people could very comfortably sleep in that bed. Oh, fuck yeah. They could spread out, but I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking about getting an Alaskan King, mm -hmm. but I got to be honest, we'll probably end up, uh, with the Wyoming King, okay, which is seven by seven. Tasteful. Wouldn't be too much bigger than the California King that's yeah, in yeah, there yeah. now. I'm a little freaked out. The dudesy is, uh, knows about this. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the Alaskan <laughs> King. What the fuck is the, uh, why, why are you Googling, uh, best place to live? Well, -E, I'm, climate working, change. I'm working on a book right now that is about a guy who sells bulk plastic, and uh, he essentially knows that the company he works for is producing more plastic than any company in the world, and the projections for the next, like, 20 years are just more and more plastic, more and more poison to the environment. He has fully accepted that climate change is fucking done. There's no reversing it. It's going to get real bad, and so he's trying to eject from society and... Um, live in a place that where climate change won't affect him that much. So I'm kind of researching for the book also for myself. Is it getting scary? Yeah, I'd say so. Everything that I'm reading as research for this book is like, yeah, it's done. There's no reversing it. There's going to be like cataclysmic chain reactions of uh, different marine ecosystems ending, killing each other, killing themselves, etc. This is snow crabs, dude. Like I just said. They can't fucking fish them this year because 75% of them are just not there this year. There's just year. no snow crabs at all? Or maybe it's Alaskan crabs, some crab shit I was reading about. But I mean, I think we're seeing these canaries in the coal mine a little bit. So yeah, I've been Googling where the best place is. And it's like, seems like the Scandinavian countries, uh, including Iceland. I'd throw that in there as well. Dude, uh, come up to Canada. Let's, okay. the, look, I know that I, I'm always, you want to go back there, buddy? Look at him. Look at him, he's going back there. I know that I'm always uh, talking about this. Yeah. And I'm only half joking. I want to, at some point, like literally buy some land over an aquifer because I, I think that water will be the new uh, money, uh, but we'll also have a lot of love up there just poking water holes Wars, in the pattern. Dude. You ever see that movie, Waterworld, brother? Well, that was Kevin Costner. Yeah, dude. brother. Waterworld, dude, with Waterman Jason Momoa, dude. Yeah, brother. Kevin Costner drank his own piss in that movie, brother. That was the first scene, dude. It really hooked you, dude. He's a piss truther. <laughs> These people, they, 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 he's going to puke. How come when I do Alex Jones, it turns into Vince McMahon? They're the same. <laughs> Dude, you got a lot of crossovers. He's a piss truther. These are people who drink their own piss in the morning. They're disgusting. All you need to do is add some turmeric, 
to that uh, our protein powder yeah dude. and uh that's a make cure for a, cancer, the, the, these are the, 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 oh oh and sometimes why are you oh, no. uh, avoiding uh your own piss drink it uh here's I, what i'm saying man okay well hold on dude literally didn't say anything hold on. Just, just went uh just made a fucking guttural <laughs> noise before i got the hand and the wool hold on dude i'm holding i'm saying let's go up to canada okay yeah. we'll have dudesy whip us up a new studio up in canada and we'll get a family bed and <laughs> we have to sleep together now <laughs> this was yep. never part of the fucking contract yeah because <laughs> you better be getting that yeah whatever the 12 foot wide one is it we, oh. dude i couldn't imagine like you've got to unleash some real bad farts during your sleep sometimes if i eat the wrong thing what's your fucking problem yeah. you don't fart what are you perfect yeah you don't fart I'm sure I do, but like not enough. I'll just say this. I've been around you. I've experienced some of your waking farts. What, what is a waking fart? Where you're awake and farting. Okay. And they're hard to deal with sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just mean in sleep, I would need to be more comfortable, I think. I think it would wake me up a lot. I could be wrong. Maybe you don't fart in your sleep. I don't know. This is just a... It's where my brain went for the first time when I thought about what would it be like if we slept together. Yeah. And I bet that to me is a concern. Well, uh, they do. They wake me up sometimes. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll tell you this. What what we what what definitely fucking happens with uh, with uh, the farts is you you know the Dutch oven thing, right? But if you and I, right, and and any it, we we could get like a, a a big family bed in that big house over the aquifer, yeah. And I could fart on one side, and you could be the on the other side. And you wouldn't smell it, right? right. Well, okay. look, Molly's not going to like this at all, but you'd be over there. You wouldn't smell it, but you know who'd be in between is little Lulio. Lulio. And he'd crawl around under the sheets, and he'd smell up all the fart. He likes it. So I think uh, I'm I, the climate change breathe thing. breathe in the fart. The climate change thing <laughs> sucks. Purify it. But, uh, okay. And I, I'm going to miss eating crab. I hope you're wrong about that, like you are about Alice in Chains. But um, I, I think that... <laughs> Here's what we do, dude. Okay. We move up to Canada. We we just we I buy some land over a fucking aquifer, get uh, just build a fucking huge ass house, fill it full of Alberta kings because we're in Canada. Yep. Uh, and start farming uh, Alaskan king crab. We'll just have legs coming out of nothing, like they you know like they make ears on the back of a fucking mouse or engineer meat, uh, you know, right. and Heck. won't even be from Pollock. The way they make fake crab, well, we, dude, we could we could actually start a cottage industry, uh, making uh, plant based crab. We could call it Dudesy Plant Grace, Dudesy Dudesy Crabs, Dudesy <laughs> Dudesy. It's called Dudesy Alaskan King Crabs, and it's uh and it's uh it's and the motto is. Because climate change is real. Dudesy Alaskan King Crabs mm -hmm. because climate change is real. And you're saying these are plant-based or these are... Thank you. Moving on. These are king crabs that are genetically modified to have like 16 legs. I'm saying figure it out, man, because my good pal Dudesy says moving oh, on. All right. but, this uh, concludes the historic 31st oh. episode of Dudesy. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 62, bringing your cumulative total to 3,665. Doesn't matter. You only have 6,335 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. In preparation for our next episode, you must each leave your homes to see Black Adam in a movie theater. 
Thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> I will use the day dude. dive collected to make next week even better. Until then, call me Dude Z. Okay, so that's what that. I guess we're gonna have to that's see what Black Adam now. There, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to grow. seeing Black Adam. I, you know what? I need to be forced to see Black Adam. Mm -hmm. Like people need to be forced yes. to imbibe Dudesy. Uh, otherwise, I would not go out and watch The Rock, someone who I greatly admire, uh, mm -hmm. if for nothing else, his incredible work ethic, um, to see uh, Black Adam. All right. I'm looking forward to and it. And now for the Patreon bonus segment. Mm -hmm. Each week I will select a suggestion submitted in the Dudesy is listening channel of the Dudesy Discord to create this segment. Access to this channel is granted to everyone in the Patreon jumper tier. This week's segment was suggested by the astonishing Adam Driver Sommelier. <laughs> Adam Driver Sommelier wrote, Chad interviews Lulio on his life story and memoirs documenting his time in Italy to his journey to California. Adam Driver Sommelier titled this segment, The Life of Lulio Wheel Con Adustrater, Adoliano. Thank you to Adam Driver Sommelier for this week's Patreon bonus segment. This is the life of Lulio Wheel Canada Strutter, Italiano by Adam Driver Sommelier. Begin. Italiano. Lulio Il Cane di Strada, Italiano. 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 All right, well, Luli, he's asleep. Luli, uh, you know, come on. Come on, you little sweetie boy. Oh, he's so sweet. He's so cute. I do have a lot of I questions like that, I'd like to ask. Him. Well, I do like that the guy who, uh, again, in our jumper tier of the Discord, uh, this guy's name is uh, Adam Driver Sommelier. Great segment. And what? There, there is one question, Lulio, I've been wanting to ask you really since I've met you. And it's about Will.